This episode is brought to you by our friends at High Smile. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, the new and improved teeth whitening kit by High Smile is an absolute must in any beauty routine. If you don't want to spend hundreds of pounds at the dentist to whiten your teeth, then their at-home alternative that doesn't cause any pain or sensitivity is the perfect addition to any grooming routine. Just to sweeten the deal a little more, they're offering all of our listeners 20% off a limited time only. Use the code menswearstyle at checkout to receive 20% off High Smile today. The website, highsmileteeth.com. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host Pete Brooker and in today's episode we speak to Emrik and Gustav, creators and founders of Limitato. Limitato is a celebration to the independence of style through wearable art. Their philosophy is that great art should drive cultural change and lead collaborative expressions. Their partnerships, which includes working alongside the late great Terry O'Neill, challenge the way art is to be appreciated by mixing worlds of fashion, hospitality and current affairs. We'll get to that shortly, it's coming up. Firstly, let me tell you about the member area on the website menswearstyle.co.uk. Simply click the member area button on the top right of the homepage and you'll be taken to our discounts and loyalty website This is where you will see exclusive discounts and privileges from hundreds of your favorite high street brands within fashion, lifestyle, beauty, and more. We currently have 20% off at New Balance, 15% off at Hawes & Curtis, 10% off at TM Lewin, and 50% off at Cornerstone. Wow. You can use these discounts both online and in store, helping you to save over 2,000 pounds per year. Well, all right. Lastly, if you're on the social, type in menswear style into your smartphone and we'll come up almost everywhere. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or become a guest and talk about your brand and its journey, then email us at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Here is that interview with Emrik and Gustav, creators and founders of Limitato. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce Gustav and Emrik, creators and founders of Limitato. How are you doing today, gentlemen? Great, thanks. Really good here in Sweden. Fantastic. So, gentlemen, um, I caught a little video of you online, and my first impressions were, well, how incredibly young you guys are. Well, actually, no, my first impression was, well, you both have a lustrous head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering if this was how, like, the the basis of your friendship was that you both looked at each other and go, "Well, we're both we're both easy on the eye, both got a good head of hair. Let's start something here." No, there was we had more in common. <laughs> yeah, we had. <laughs> so yeah. maybe maybe you can give me a thumbnail sketch. How did it? How did you guys meet? And uh, and how did Limitato get started? We're from, we're from different. We're from like cities outside of, of Jattenberg. Uh, we went to different schools, but we were like, we're competing towards each other in like street hockey, but then we were all play, playing in the same team in soccer, yeah, football. Wow. Uh, as, and um, one day after uh, a street hockey game, a competition, we uh, decided to go home together and, and uh, I don't know what we did, but we uh, uh, I think later on we um, and we became really good we became friends, really close friends, and then in and then we were like this was in uh, like 
I don't know how old you were, but when maybe you were, 10, yeah, nine, yeah. 10 years but when old. You're, when you're 15, you're starting high school in Sweden. And uh, um, the, we, we got into this, all of our friends. We are like a group of 15, 15 guys who, who, you know, childhood friends. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, everyone got in the same class apart from me and Emrik who got in another class. But we were in the same class, uh, which was kind of funny. Uh, and that's when we became really close friends. And, and we, I think we both had... I think the a mutual uh, interest in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and we, could, you know, like I think it was all about finding a way how we can, you know, start something on our own and, and build our own thing. And and uh, from somewhere along the line, um, we also had a big interest in fashion. And um, I, I remember I recall us uh, doing appointments with people who from Sweden who agents production agents who yeah we wanted to do suits uh, we wanted to do I think like from beginning yeah. like a whole range yeah but we wanted was... to do a whole we wanted to do a whole fashion collection but we were I think 18 19 years old uh-huh. and um, I think pretty pretty fast we, we we got to realize that we have to uh, we have to start somewhere and we have to find our niche right. which we, we do have uh, friends and family friends who are into fashion work in the industry so and everyone was like you got to find your your thing uh and we did actually um and we, yeah but after I, high school we started in the university in uh, yeah we moved uh, into in, in john shopping a yeah. city in uh, in the middle of sweden okay so uh, after two years in, in, uh, in yeah studies, but I, think, I think it was the summer between high school and university where we like okay, let's do this. Let's start a fashion brand for real. Yeah, yeah. We, we we came up with the name Limitato, which is really about. I think we're trying to find authenticity. That's like what what we're striving towards. And and uh, what better way than to? I think we we mutually had an idea of doing something which was limited. So so that when you were buying into this. Uh, you were actually buying something which would wouldn't come back in the year after looking the same like you know you wanted to do something which um, you know you could you could you could own and look back at in five years and and you know this was that edition it was that thing right so that's where limitato came from and um, we you know we started searching and all of a sudden, we were on. I think it was even on Google Google Trust. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I was just like I typed in limited edition and it translated into Latin. The word limitato came. Nice. Yeah. nice. So it was just like completely random. And then we tried. Uh, we we start we started doing belts. So we import like Sweden. Sweden has a pretty good copper man. Like we're good on copper in Sweden. Right. Uh, so we bought Swedish copper. Uh, and we drove 20 minutes out from the university city we were living in uh, every Friday afternoon uh, to review samples, which was an old smith, a uh, retired old smith who uh, who were handmade, handmaking those, uh, who were handmaking belts and bracelets for us. Yeah, but the problem was that we, we realized after one year, I think, he could only manage to do like 40 belts in a month, ah. which became a big problem for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there were, there so it wasn't a good business no. uh, uh, in that point. But we, we it's we, very exclusive. But I imagine the empire is going to take a while to build at that rate. Yeah, we, we started building up like a like a stock, and uh, 
I think the last summer before we took the took the decision of of, of dropping out of, of university after the second year, uh, we had an event in our hometown where we basically invited friends and family, um, and and we start and we sold those belts. And you know we like that summer we were traveling around trying to sell belts and bracelets online, um, and and. Um, like all of a sudden we were just like, you know, let's, yeah. let's we have let's, to change the model and go in yeah. to more fashion. Right. And, and also we had, we felt that the, we were trying to reproduce the things we did in China, for example, um, you know, to see like, okay, we could do a gold as well. Uh-huh. But the samples that came back was, it, 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 it yeah, the quality have, wasn't the same as, as no, in Sweden. We didn't have the feeling the leather we were doing for the belts was from, uh, like a very, very like one of the most prestigious leather producers in the world, which is also in Sweden, based in Sweden. Yeah. Um, so so we were just you know, and then we we, we decided okay, let's do the real dream, uh, which is fashion. And um, so with the things we've made and the things we have all we had already created, we we started with T-shirts and we started doing printed T-shirts uh, with print yeah with with photo art on. Limitato, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, you, you guys have been going about five years now, I believe. And yeah, I would say four years. Yeah, four years. Four years. And going through some of the collections on the website, which I encourage everyone to do, by the way, it's limitato.shop is a place people can find this. Yeah, um, and you've got some great artwork on there. And noticeably, the late Terry O'Neill is on there, and he's got some fo- you've got some photographs on some of your wearable garments. So how did that deal come about and maybe you can talk a little bit about the licensing for those because I imagine that was quite a conversation right licensing is I would say a bigger part than like creating the the limitato look I would say because it's it's such a big part of our business so and that's why I think we don't see ourselves as designers I think we see ourselves more as entrepreneurs uh, in a fashion context and and I think that Terry Terry was the first artist we signed on board and uh, I think he, he, cause he, when he was in our age, he was playing yes, same time. He were actually shooting uh, airplanes at, at the Heathrow airport, I think it was. And so Terry, I don't know, it was kind of like, it was faith that he started taking photos of um, rockers, uh, which later on became, you know, the stones. And all these guys, so so t- you know Terry took the photos of Rolling Stones before they came the Rolling Stones, right. and he were hanging out with Bowie before Bowie really became Bowie. Hmm. So he had an eye, and he just had that natural thing, which you know he were at the right place, at the right time. Yeah. Um, and that, and that then was the same thing that happened yeah, to us exactly. So we were a part of an exhibition in, and it, it's Terry's exhibition. And Terry walks in, and um, yeah, there, there he sees our T-shirts and our prints, and he's like, "I, I want to work with these guys. Who is it? Who, who are they?" And and uh, you know, he saw us, and I, I think he felt. Yeah, it, but I also when it, when he saw the quality of the T-shirts, yeah. it's like we always print them on a velvet patch, which is which is yeah, yeah a, sourced, a new, new thing to to do. Yeah, we sourced for like. Several, like a lot of, like I think almost over a year, we sourced in Sweden uh, because Sweden has a city which is called Borås, where uh, a lot of textile 
business is going through. So we sourced for a lot of a long time to find a fabric which doesn't fade away when you print it. But also in the same time, we wanted to print it on a patch, which were then stitched onto the T-shirt because the whole idea with wearable art, uh, we didn't want it to be printed direct on a T-shirt because we thought that you know then we would remove the whole feeling of, of 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 art, you know. Yeah. And and I think that was also which is kind of fun to see today where we have customers who bought an old print from previous seasons ago. They're coming back and say, can we buy a plain t-shirt because I want to stitch my old print, which you don't yeah. do anymore. No. <laughs> so yeah, and you're like, just... why don't you just buy a new one, damn it. <laughs> Keep the pirate ship afloat. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think then it was just, uh, we were 21 when we signed with Terry. We... Yeah, it took us six months yeah. after that meeting. It was, it, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we're from Sweden, so we're, and we were very young so you know the, the english wasn't that good so we were sitting on google translate negotiating with i still well, have the same problems so. yeah <laughs> we, were, we were negotiating with with one of the like biggest photographers and his publisher um when we were very young and and then it, it kind of it, it didn't really took off direct but after signing Terry we got got together the first t-shirts and uh, the t-shirt collection with yeah, him. Yeah, but it was also then we realized that why why shouldn't we do this with more artists? Yeah, because because what what, what we understood was that uh, when we started selling this into the stores uh, because we were like all, all over Sweden driving around knocking doors trying to get this into the retailers because we wanted to build a value for the brand. But we understood that there was a customer buying into Terry O'Neill t-shirts. So whether it would be an 18-year-old guy or 25-year-old guy just thinking, you know, this is a cool print or he could, he, 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 he knew that Jimi Hendrix was, you know, a cool, iconic person. Uh, but at the same time, we had the 45-year-old guy who, who actually could relate to Jimi Hendrix or David Bowie because he was growing up with it. So it's, it's kind of... The idea of doing, I wouldn't say merch, but it's in, in a way it is merch. It's like it's merchandise for like the artists and but but most important the the faces we put on the t-shirts. Uh, but we wanted to do it in in a way which would create a substantial value for for the artist because when you walk into a gallery, you we we had the idea of the t-shirt being presented on a clothing rack next to the actual piece of art. Right. But, Terry, but Terry's art is worth, let's say we have a fade down away photog photography with, I don't know. 20,000 euro. Yeah, but, yeah, but say, let's say 20,000 euro. Mm. And how to do a t-shirt which would hang next to without, without. Devaluing without, that art. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was the idea. And, and, and that was, that's also the idea with us doing a packaging for each piece we sell. We're having Together a, with a yes. certificate of authenticity, which is the main idea with a certificate is to, you know, that's how you, when you buy a piece of, of, of original art from a famous photographer or an artist, you, you'll get that certificate and that's, you know, what, what's the value. And we can see today how people you know, actually are asking for yeah. their certificates. And, you know, sometimes there's a certificate in a box which is missing and, you know, it, it doesn't take more than five minutes after the customer has opened its package until we get an email saying, hey, where's my certificate? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's very important and, and it's, uh, I think that's where, you know, that's us striving towards authenticity and, and, 
you know, trying to have, like we were just speaking about it the other day where you walk into a home and there's a home with just white walls. Uh, then you walk into a, ha- a home where you'll have art all on the walls. Mm. How much more interesting and how much more, how much more impressions you get by, you know, having that art on the walls. But also there's, there's a, you know, there's something to com- like have a communication about. Yes. Uh, so that's like the idea of, of wearing something which isn't just like this is from the spring summer 2020 collection, but to have something which is, you know, this, is, this photo was taken 1969 by Terry O'Neill uh, of Jimi Hendrix during his glory days, for example, just to give you an idea of like the idea we have. So, so what's the conversation like to begin with? I know Terry's stumbled onto you guys. Does he then go, yeah. look, I've got about 10 pictures, or does he just open up his archives and go, you guys just take your pick, talk to my publisher, and I'll see you later down the road when we're both hammering checks? <laughs> Actually, I know you. <laughs> the thing with what I think Terry realized was that, you know, for, for the artists and kind of our leverage, towards the artist, it's, it's, it's really that we're giving them, first of all, exposure within a context where there's, there's a, like the generations growing up to become, you know, the next level, the next generation of art collectors. Right. You know, those are the ones which are buying our t-shirts. Those are the ones which we are trying to educate about Terry and about his work. So, so he, I think he saw an opportunity of introducing art to a new generation. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And by the way, it's also kind of, it works the other way, which I think maybe you're just trying to tap upon, that after going through your website, you can see all the other artists that you're collaborating with. And all of a sudden, I'm now looking into Sarah Pope, or Sarah Pope, I should say, like exactly. Norm, Norman Parkinson. I'm now going through his archives. These are, these are photographers and artists that, you know, aren't really on my radar but now i'm looking at these guys and going oh great i would never have found out about these had yeah. it not been through through your platform exactly no i think i think it's interesting um because as you say there's like there's so much out there but also you have to what you have to like what we are also very much working on is like okay how do we source like how do we find the correct artists so today we we mainly work with uh, we have a head of licensing today and, and we are trying to find artists, uh, fine artists and photographers, which has the same level as Terry, even though they may be up and coming, they may be unknown, but you still want to find the guys which will end up being selling its art in the same gallery as Terry. Right. So we, we will also, we we're always trying to have, you know, artists that are striving towards authenticity. And I think Sarah Pope, for example, has done a pretty good job. She has her niche, but she's also super picky and she's very aware of her image and, you know, where she's being, who's collecting her art, but also where she's being sold, in what galleries uh, she worked with and so on and so on. So I think it's like, and but what is also I think is very interesting is is a guy for example like Norman Parkinson, which 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 really is like today we work with another photographer called called named Rio Cam, uh, which you will see on our website. His inspiration comes from one out of many, but one of the guys that his inspiration comes from is Norman Parkinson. Wow. Norman Parkinson was shooting Vogue covers back in the fifties. 
<laughs> so you know, it's like there's it's more interesting that way than just finding someone out of I don't know, like I don't say that Instagram is not a good platform to find art and photography and all this from, but I think there's also there's something deeper to tap into and 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 once you start realizing what we are tapping into i think you will very soon understand that you know we're very we're clever in a way well i imagine yeah. you have to be quite ruthless with the the vetting process because i can only imagine the amount of submissions you get from let's say for example my girlfriend who takes a thousand pictures of the cats every day um, yeah. she then has a great idea well this cat looks great on a t-shirt here's the cat at the water bowl here's the cat on my lap here's the cat watching tv so you go i get it you're into cats but you know nobody knows about your cats apart from you <laughs> so so you ha I'm, I'm guessing you have to have someone that's got like a modicum of following rather than just say 200 other people that like the same cat photo yeah, yeah. but i think also also it's i i think I think we are very up to, I think we like the idea of finding, you know, artists. Uh, for example, we have a really good, we have a really good example, uh, Laura Bell Spirovsky, which is a fine artist um, from Australia. Uh, when we, I think when we signed with her a year ago, she had, I think she had 50,000 followers on Instagram. Today she has 120. And or, I don't know, this was two weeks ago, maybe she has even more now, but she is growing. And I think that's also what's fun to, you know, we are a part of her journey and, and she's a part of ours. So so it's the, the relationship between us and the artists is, you know, that's what we're that's that's what we're all about. And and and, I, and that's why, you know, Terry O'Neill let us in the first time. So we were actually sitting behind a computer in his archive looking at like you know he showed us all the roger moore photos he had ever taken yeah but, 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 but we were also trying to find you know okay what's roger moore the roger moore photo were expressing that vibe that we were also trying to tap into so we're, it's the we're one not... with him holding the magnum shooting the glass that's the Ex best one <laughs> but still goddamn love that photo from uh, yeah we, the other estates yeah. as well like yeah. roger moore estate exactly. or whatever so so not only do you have to sign a deal with Terry O'Neill, you also have to sign a deal exactly. with Eon and uh, yeah. Else, yeah. They so so that's what we're also yeah we we went down the road with the Hendrix estate and it was quite a journey and um, and it was a lot of approval forms and submissions and everything but it's you know in the end when we stand you know we're actually being we're actually being allowed by 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 Hendrix estate to you know keep his keep his legacy alive mm. uh, and and yes of course you can see a lot of of, of, of products out there of, of a lot of famous people but in the way that we do it um, it's totally legal and yeah and it's and, and, and it's and, and we're trying to just keep keep our core value um, and I think that limitato is in a way we like rock and roll yeah uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna say anything else. But we we like rock and roll, and that's why when we started, if it if it wasn't a, a picture of a rock star, we're at least trying to find a, a picture of a person which were in a way, you know, radiating that energy uh, that rock and roll have, and that it stands for. So when I first stumbled upon your website, the huge. Um dichotomy that I have in my mind is that it 
has the price tag of a luxury brand, yeah. yet um, effectively they're t-shirts. And I think you probably get asked this quite a bit because of the price point, it's more down to the quality and the art like you were saying earlier. But then the actual conversation you always have to have with people is educating them that this is what you're buying into. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you kind of find yourself getting a little bit tireless with that conversation or do you find that people are now, they're now think, getting it? Yeah, no, I think more and more people get it. I, I, I think it's about, like, first of all, if you look at our T-shirt compared to fashion house, t fashion, any fashion house's T-shirts, uh, we are lower in the price. Um, but it's also all like we're not we're not lower, but but we are lower. But the quality is higher. Yeah. So the quality. And, <laughs> That's the and right the, answer. <laughs> and we, we we have higher quality, and we, we we have a price which I don't think it's not it's not it's not low. It's high, but it's it's you know it has to be because you're buying art. You're not buying a T-shirt. Yeah. You know. So that's the. And you gentlemen must realize that you're kind of in the, so you're in the like the top 100% of people that has an idea to launch a t-shirt brand. I think everybody is, even I've had that idea. Um, but you must be also aware that you're in the 0.01% of brands and companies that actually make it. And they don't just have stockpiles of t-shirts sitting in their mum's garage. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so that must be a nice feeling to know that you've kind of over that threshold. Yeah, yeah it is nice. And but we've worked yeah, a lot to yeah, get here. Yeah. It's like a 24/7 job. And because you know, in the beginning, we thought you know we just had to have the right, we just had to have the right person on the T-shirt, and and we could just launch a website, and it would sell. Hmm. But um, yeah, you can't just put a, uh, a like like a you, you can't just put a shop in in a, in the middle of the forest and expect for people to come there. You know, despite you having all these amazing things there. You, you need to communicate this in a way and, and, and I think the, the wholesale business for us, like the, re, the retailers, such as, yeah, Harrods or... Luisa Veroma. Rina Chente, Corso Comodietschi. Farfetch. Yeah, like we, we needed those guys to understand what we understood because they are the ones who can really deliver the, the message. But, but also the help with all the distributors we have today. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks to us, uh, we got a wild card to PTUMO uh, three summers ago. SS18, I SS18, think. Yeah. yeah, so spring, summer 2018, uh, we got a wild card to PTUMO two weeks before it was actually time to go to PTUMO. Wow. Uh, we wrapped up, we wrapped together a collection which were included but, with Terry O'Neill. But that day it was only t-shirts, right? Yeah, it was yeah. only t-shirts. Yeah. And, um, and we drove down 25, 30 hours, we're supposed to take 20, 25, uh, down to Florence, and we had no idea, you know, what's going to happen. Uh, we had this, we had a booth, we knew, and uh, we're just going to put the t-shirts there and just, you know, showcase what, what we were up to. And it didn't take more than 10 minutes. I was out buying coffee when Emery calls me, and it's like, hey, you got to come down here because this this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, we, I came there and, you know, we were stuck in our booth for, I, don't know, I think, the first five hours. Uh, it and was, you sold it, it all for a tenner. Is that what you said? <laughs> that's not how the story ends here. No, you know, I think, I think what, we were really, what, what was really happening was that, the, yeah, of course, we had a lot of really good buyers there. But, but the main thing was that there were agents and distributors 
from all over the world with showrooms in the yeah Paris, Benelux, yeah, Barcelona, Antwerp, yeah. yeah, Amsterdam, all over the place. Who who you know those guys were. They understood yeah, the value yeah. of Terry O'Neill. They understood the value of, of, of a Jimi Hendrix t-shirt. And also or, Limitato, of yeah, course. of course, because Limitato summons all of those names and all of those artists and all of those estates up in as a brand. Right. So I think they understood what we were, what we were doing. And um, we had 15 retailers in Sweden when we went to Pitti and we... Um, yeah, we followed the season, so the collection that people were buying into that summer, which was the first one, we delivered to 150 retailers approximately uh, before and, Christmas. And I remember we didn't have any warehouse, so it was me and Gustav packaging like all the t-shirts and, and sent them out to the stores. It was like a three weeks of a lot of work in yeah. that, that warehouse. I would never go there yet again, but <laughs> I bet the guy at the post office knew you really well. First name basis, <laughs> yeah. what your pint was down the pub. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so basically. I think so. This you know, we learn like we learned the hard way, so to say, and and uh, we we it was a, it was a journey, and well, yeah. and then we were like all of a sudden we were having all these retailers. We we delivered on time. The first season, and um, you know, then we were all of a sudden about to do another pity move. Well, well, and and the brand just seems to be growing. There's a, just have to go onto the website to see how many concessions and stores you're in. Like you say, Harrods earlier, your profile down in Brighton, all these places. And so, uh, limitato dot shop is the place that people can go in. And also, it's a website that you can just fall down a rabbit hole in. I mean, you can just peruse around not just the not just the garments, but also the artists, the journal on there. Uh, yeah, you know, you. getting the whole story. It's a really nice layout. I, I think also what's what's the tricky part of, of of doing fashion is that you know it goes very fast. Yeah. So the seasonal. You know, following with the seasons, uh, and 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 for us, you know, we have to get new artists, but also we yeah, need to get also new. big and also bigger collections because yeah. the bigger department stores they always asking for a bigger collection. Right. Because in the beginning they they start buying T-shirts, but then after one season they go into like sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, and and so on. And now we do shoes as well, uh, accessories. Yeah, we're doing a whole range. The shoe, yeah. It's uh, and and you know e like each category of product you have to find the the producer which which can do this and it has to be on the same level as the t-shirts so, quality level yeah yeah so so everything has to be like now we're doing shoes with uh, the same factory that does the shoes for Alexander McQueen the sneakers nice so you know it's like and and we had to find a guy which you know could help us with it so um, the same guy that did the belts. Is he like doing? <laughs> he's doing twenty a year. <laughs> Luckily, no. We, we found a guy. We actually found a really cool guy, which does, which worked a lot for Paul Smith back in the days. So, uh, and you know, he saw our brand in Pitti, and he was, and 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 this guy was the one who had who had the idea of doing all over printed for Paul Smith. So he took the you know the the Paul Smith stripes and printed the wallets on the inside. And he, and he saw our brand and he was like, you know, this is next level of, of what he was doing. Uh, and he had the, the connections with the factories in Italy. So it just went really fast and was super easy for us to, to do. And uh, yeah, so if, if you're, ever, you're ever in Harrods, uh, 
if you're ever in Harrods, um, go there and, and have a look at the shoes because we have our own design sole and you have to feel the shoe in order to really understand what it is we're doing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll be in there because the girlfriend likes to go in there and buy tea like on a regular basis. Um, tea, shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when she goes, I'll be getting the tea. I'll be like, well, I'll go get the tea shirts. <laughs> Gentlemen, um, listen, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. It's great to see the trajectory just going one way for this brand. Um, it's great. I encourage everyone to go and look at it online. Limitato.shop is where people can find it. We'll leave a link in the show notes. And on the Instagram, man, people can find you at Limitato over there and Facebook as well. So, Emery, Gustav, thanks again for joining Thank us. You. Thank you a lot. And uh, take care. Speak to you yes, soon. Sir. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Emery. Thank you, Gustav, for joining us today. And thank you for listening and sharing and telling a friend. That's how we keep the pirate ship afloat. Keep the show going. Keep the lights on, however you want to say it. In the meantime, limitato.shop is the place to go, but you'll find all the images and show notes over at menswearstyle.co.uk. And until next time, remember, it's only fashion, people, and you're never fully dressed without a smile.